in five, four, three. Hey, everybody. This is Danielle. Oh, and this is Daniel. <laughs> and this is Carla. We are Hoosier Homicide, a true crime podcast by Hoosiers for Hoosiers or for anyone that doesn't know what a Hoosier is. You're so sweaty. Boris, look at me. Boris, come here. Come here. And zero fucks were given that day. You get mad that she doesn't <laughs> listen to you. <laughs> I get li- mad he doesn't listen to he me. He doesn't listen to me either. Boris, come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Now. Now. Five, four, Fine. see the counting count. Say hello. Hello. You know who pays for your food? Me. You know who makes sure that you don't get killed? Me. (laughs) (laughs) Who washes your dick? Oh, that's me. That's your mother. Well, you gotta wash all of them. Well, he's the only one that puts it on me. (laughs) He's the only one that puts a wiener on you? (laughs) He tries to put it on me. Uh, We were looking up old videos or old pictures of him. He's gonna be three. He can look older than that. Yeah. He's a big boy. They, uh, the guy was here working, fixing our security system. And the guy? The guy for the security system. <laughs> I don't know his name. <laughs> we'll call him Chad. Let's call him Odell. Odell. That's a good <laughs> one. That one. <laughs> yeah. But so, you know, our daughter's in the backyard, angry that I made her come back there. And she can't ride her bike because I have to be in here and then put Boris in the back patio. And then the guy's like, I need to get into the back patio. Because they're like a receiver for the camera was there. And I was like, oh. I was like, well, I could tell you my dog is nice, but I don't think you'd believe me. <laughs> and he's like, nope. <laughs> I was like, I'm sure that guy's been bit before. Like, Yeah, you know. probably by Jimmy. Yep, probably. <laughs> Jimmy's a dick. Yeah. A big dick on a little dog. No, I think he's a small man. Don't tell him I said that. He'll bite me. <laughs> <laughs> In case you haven't noticed, Carla's back. I'm back. Back. Oh, is she? Yeah. Yeah. We're six feet apart. I think we are. Yeah. Yeah. Touch your leg up. Touch your foot. I know. Touch your foot. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now they say a sneeze can travel up to 13 Don't sneeze. I haven't. She's got gloves and a mask. Glad I took them off. (laughs) We're far enough away. I just said you need to disinfect this. You've been gone. Well, you've been in your house for how long? I'm going to stay here. And then I'll disinfect it when she gets up. With what? Listen. With what? What? What do we have that you can spray into fabric? Soapy so, water in a you spray can just bottle. Roll on the top of it. Yeah, that'll happen. Listen, don't you judge you me. You have to do it before you leave. We're all right. Everyone's fine. Hey, you may, you just told me to take the gloves off. Yeah, you did. But I, hand, I put hand sanitizer on before I put the gloves on. That's pretty good. See, that's what we're in the middle of that. If this guy asking me questions about the security system, I don't understand. Like, I cannot answer these questions because Daniel was going to be here. Because they were going to come later. They came 30 minutes early. That never happens. You know, it's between, what was it, between 4 and 9 or something that they were going to come. So during that, she got hand sanitizer, splashed it up in her eyeballs. Oh, during this, me trying to answer this guy's questions. And he was very nice. Like, he wasn't trying to be like, what the fuck this woman got going on here? <laughs> it's like, he was very nice about it. And I was just like, so I've cried once. Once he left and she was in here, I, was, I just went on the back patio and cried. <laughs> With me on the phone. Yeah, and he goes, <laughs> but he's like, I did not cause this. I was like, no, you didn't. You didn't cause it. Was it out of your hands at yep. that point. And it ruined my contacts. I don't know why it does. Does that do it for anyone else that's listening that wears contacts? Because both of you have great eyesight. Fuck you. And so if I cry with my contacts in, it, it like dries them out. That's weird. Like extra You think salt. it would moisturize Yeah, them. it was like, and then I was typing my notes up Moist. and I was like, I was like, why is everything? Her eyes. 
See, that's why it's called moisturize because you moist her eyes. eyes. Yeah. Eye juice. I got that eye solution juice. That's not cheap. She it's reaches cheap. up and like rubs on her eyelid like that. No, I'll lose and my that, contact if I do it. Yeah, that's how she you moisturize it. Yeah, you have to really. Yeah. Well, it's also you can do eye stretching, which is like no. <laughs> why would I do that? You can't touch your face. <laughs> you can do eye kegels. Eye kegels. Okay, if Je- nothing's gonna help my, my friend Je- Jesse, not. The tall one. Not the tall one. <laughs> no, the tall one. Okay. She tall. literally told me about that in high school. She's like, I stretch my eyes all the time. <laughs> but what to do? <laughs> it feels good. It feels good. <laughs> this feels I told, then there were, you took a picture of me one time while I was doing it. We were at Flapjacks and my picture is like. <laughs> well, I don't understand <laughs> the point though. I don't know. Besides just touching your face because all Americans want to touch your face. I just want to touch it. I would just have you know, I haven't been wearing makeup and I've broken out at all. One time. I was ordering stuff last night because I was sad. Okay, well, you know what? <laughs> I wear makeup all the time. Sometimes I don't even take it off and I sleep uh, in it and I put more no, on top of it. And no. my skin has been worse since I stopped doing that. No. I don't know, it was a meme or something. It's like you're in a foreign country and you lose your spouse and you've looked for him all day long and finally you have to go back to the hotel room and sleep. Do you do your skincare routine first? I don't even have a routine. I don't either. I do actually. Yeah, I've got to take it all off. And it's like, no, I wouldn't do this at that point. I'm too distraught. But I got those reusable pads. That sounded wrong. <laughs> Cotton swabs. <laughs> reusable pads. Ew. Danielle's still a bedwetter. <laughs> the cotton swabs that you she wash. Gets- <laughs> Washcloths that take off makeup. So I'm saving the environment one cotton swab at a time. Shrab. Shrab. Bless your heart. If you just leave it on. I can't leave it on. I have to take it off. I mean, like, when I shower, like, I I scrub my face. And I also have to burn my skin off. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I have, like, keratosis pilaris, so, like, bumpy, dry skin. I have it, too. One of their advices, advices, (laughs) was take a seven-minute-long tempid shower. So like tempid? Lukewarm, not even warm, seven-minute-long cold shower. I was like, it takes me 30 minutes, like, in blazing hot water so 30 minutes yeah if that it's like i have to dis- what? to shower right 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 but, right right right. but there's different types of showers like quick shower shave shower they're extra saying like shave that's shower. the only time you need to shower like no it's like that's how you should take your bath or your showers is only seven uh, minutes under cool water to help i if it doesn't hurt i don't want to take, take it. it i want it to burn i want to burn my skin mm-hmm. off. <laughs> It makes me feel like I'm accomplishing something. I literally sent Lindsay a text the other day that said that if it doesn't hurt, I don't want it. <laughs> That's my new philosophy. <laughs> uh, everything hurts right now. Everything. I'm concerned that your showers are all 30 minutes. <laughs> it depends on the level of shower. Well, now I was like, what? Yeah. I used to like take really long showers, but now I can't. I just. I ordered... Probably because the water's too hot. <laughs> I ordered sunless tanner, so I should fuck that up. I'll show you. I got some too, but I haven't started using it because I'm lazy. Yeah, that'll fuck things up. Like, what color is your hair? It's whatever it wants. It's whatever to be. it wants to be. Well, we colored her hair with Kool Aid. She has blue and red streaks, and it looked like she was ready for one of our high school pep rallies. And I was like, "This is weird. This is <laughs> weird." <laughs> it was like pretty intense blue and then i took two showers oh hers is already not like it faded some but i washed her hair and it didn't come all the way out i said it should last 10 washes it didn't yeah but i also mix two colors together so that might be why which they say you can do with this stuff but 
it looks great. I actually think it's kind of cool, cool looking. I think it, I think it But it too. looks like gray hair. Yeah. But that gray But it in. looks like on purpose gray hair. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think I feel like I'm going to wash it a couple more times. It's just it might be green. It might be. Hers looks a little green. Eh. Yeah, whatever. There's no school. It doesn't matter. Time has no meaning. Time is just a Have you guys been told given any sort of idea when you will return? I don't know. Two people, two people at work have it or something. I don't know. But it's is everything functioning well with people working from home? It is the same thing. Okay. See, it's There's like, no change. Yeah, but uh, Carla's here saving lives because she's in charge of truck drivers and I need my goddamn toilet paper. I don't so ship she makes toilet sure, paper. Damn it. I only ship milk. Milk. <laughs> well, we need that too. It's organic. You don't buy that. No. She doesn't <laughs> drink enough milk. I have to give her that calcium orange juice. Get her. Wait, what's that stuff called? Ovaltine. Yeah, no. <laughs> we've had that. She likes it. Be sure. She goes. I want chocolate milk. milk. I was like, oh, we don't have chocolate milk. Why not? <laughs> it's like because we don't have any. She, if she knew, you could make your own. Oh, she yeah, make it. Mix that bitch up. Yes, quick. <laughs> then, okay. I made some type of dinner. It was really good. Like Kroger has those like take home meals. Wait, what night are we on? The other night. Oh, I'm like. Well, actually, I just made dinner no, for Dana everybody. No, made very it was good really dinner. Good. What the fuck? It was shrimp and ground sausage with pasta. We made a lot of pasta because it was like four adult, five adults were like, how much? I you call know? it basquetti. 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 Everyone needs to watch what we do in the shadows. That comes out new episodes. Oh, it's on Hulu. It's fun. Oh, it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. Um, I'm vampires, actually so on fun. season three of Hannah Montana right now. Oh, so. Lord. You keep um. that shit to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm telling you, it's still funny. It's still funny. You know what I've always wanted to try? Hmm. Coprophagia. <laughs> He's like, oh, he goes, yeah. Coprophagia. <laughs> you know what Eat I've shit. always wanted to try? Coprophagia. What's that? Eat shit. Eat yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what the dogs do. So, yeah. she, <laughs> speaking of shit... Whatever it was, it was really good. It was like steak tacos with some. Ooh. It was yeah, Kroger. It was twenty. Okay, like eighteen bucks. They have some that are cheaper, like chicken. It's like a Hello Fresh meal that you get at Kroger. I, I think they're really good. We have yet to get one that I've been disappointed by, but my intestines were disappointed by the last one. I had to spend some time in the bathroom. Hadn't happened for a while, so I was oh. a little disappointed by it. I lit like three or four matches. <laughs> Because, Pre, you know, it's after. right by the return. They return our the bathroom. So, so it comes out and goes. <laughs> but then, so I've had the and door. And so there's a nice flow. The door is shut to the bathroom. I've lit like 20 matches. But then Daniel was looking for my keys because he was going over. I don't know what you're doing over my parents. And our daughter goes, they're in the bathroom. <laughs> yes, he was leaving. I go. I think she's just trying to get you to go into the bathroom with his mouse. And he was like, "Ah, oh. yeah, it was well, too late. <laughs> she got punked by a four year old." Honestly, duped by a four year old. You guys yeah. are the ones that raised her, so I'm just not surprised. I'm at all. not surprised. Nope. <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure she just wants you to go in there. <laughs> <laughs> now what? Now what? So I've been holding this. Okay, I've got that game on just because it's really mindless. It's where you spread. And I pay attention more. You spread bacteria or right. pathogens to people. It's what's it called? You play God. Yes, Plague Inc. Plague. I think it's the number one. It's the top selling uh, game on iTunes. To play God and murder people. Or is it iTunes? Viruses no. and what's bacteria. It <laughs> the App Store. The App Store, where the apps live. I can't have games because mm -hmm. I become enamored. 
Because what? I become enamored and obsessed. She plays them. You've been playing this one a fair amount, but yeah, but it doesn't disturb. You know, you know, murdering like mass people. I go through the know. day. I don't have to play it. Like I get my work done. Most of the people in the game are anti-vaxxers, so they die real quick. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. When they come up for a vaccine for this COVID thing, anti-vaxxers should not get it. That's what I'm saying. Stick man. to your principles. Yeah. Don't get it. Stick to your guns. <laughs> They'll be the ones that don't get the tracking device and inject. Oh yeah, inject it into conspiracy theories. Whatever. Who wants? No one is going to care that much to know what I'm doing. No, no one wants to know where I sit on the same spot on the couch or the toilet every day. My couch is messed up because of the same spot I've been sitting sitting in. Yeah, she jumps in that spot too much. I'm like, jump in different spots, and then she jump, 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 smacked into the wall and (laughs) fell down between the couch and the wall. She goes. I was like, are you okay? She's like, yeah. <laughs> I think it's scared. <laughs> oh, this kid, I'm trapped with her. I'm trapped with her. And here I was <laughs> bragging that my seasonal affective disorder didn't really kick in. And COVID 19's like, hold my beer. So now it's like, I hate everything and everyone. And the weather is crummy. It wasn't, crummy. though. No, we had a nice day. I laid day. out two days in a row. And I just like had my computer near me. And I was like, I'm getting paid for this. Like, trucker, trucker, turn left, trucker, trucker. Hey, trucker, what is it? The trucker's clock? Yeah. yeah Let me lay on top. I just want to lay on top of you out of respect for the way you're handling your big rig. Over at my parents. Mm-hmm. So they could watch the um, uh, Frozen and whatever. Dude, on repeat. I pay for that one so I can We don't say even ask for fine. permission when we just complain we can't. But dad couldn't log on to something and it's like literally none of us are watching whatever you're trying to watch. So no. I don't know what to yeah. tell you. She will watch Star Wars but not Trolls 2 or Onward because I can't tell her what's about to happen. Well, she does, she wants to. I, I, I would have to but I, I mean I want to. You could just, like, get the She's, summary online. I know, but she wants to, because so Star Wars, I know it's going to happen, except for the part where <clears> I forgot <throat> to warn her about the Yeti monster. She it, loves it. I know, but I didn't warn her, and it popped up on screen. I, um, she can't get over being afraid of Marshmallow. I, I like Marshmallow. I like, at the end, he wears, like, a crown or something, like, so, so she's okay with Frozen 2, but there's no, like, villain in that, like, it's not. Yeah, Honestly, but you got the, you got the... <clears throat> You got the angry rock gods. Yeah, but they don't scare her. I think she decides, but she also, the fear of un, the I unknown. I also prepped her for the first time she saw it, too. Yeah, it was like, so now she loves it. We had tornadoes here, you know, and mm-hmm. we got alerts, and I had to stop cooking, and we went over to mom and dad's in their basement, and then blah, blah, blah. She's not afraid of any of that. It's exciting. This is exciting. Okay, well, she didn't live through the tornado in, what year was that? <laughs> oh, uh, oh, three, oh, three, four. Three, four, yeah. But I was like, but oh, that was more over your guys' That way. was yeah. terrified. I was we're, terrified. When you were in grade school? I was in fourth grade. Okay, then, yeah. And I was like right next to the doors. And they were just like flinging open. And I was like, <laughs> In Roncalli, they put you in that main senior hallway with all the giant senior pictures over your heads, just waiting for the, the glass to fall on you. I was like, brilliancy at its finest. Mm-hmm. How much did I pay to come die here? Mm-hmm. A lot. A lot. So, she's not freaked out by tornadoes. She wants to come home and watch YouTube videos of the worst days of people's lives, crying at all they've lost in the tornado. And I was like, do we have to watch this? <laughs> Can we find something? But I think we'll she's watch just trolls. <laughs> but honestly, like, I do have some irrational fears as well. So, Such like, as? I don't like dolls. I'm scared oh, of being yeah. curb stomped. 
<laughs> You're scared of what? I'm scared of being curb, curb stomped. Oh, yeah. You don't like talking about that. No. Um, also, t- tiny holes. I don't like tiny holes. Tiny holes? Give me anxiety. They use that as a fear on American Horror Story, the cult one. She's afraid of, like... I don't watch that one. Holes. It's weird. It had a good ending, but it's, like... All of it's meant to be weird. I love it. So, what we do in the shadows is coming out. We're going to watch that. We're watching all the Avenger movies in order of the era they occurred in. So, we started We're watching with all the America. Marvel movies. Did I say Avengers? Yes. Marvel's. Sorry. We're Marvel. watching them in chronological order. I started doing that. So, we started with Captain America, the first Avenger, mm-hmm. and then. Iron Man. Captain America. No, no, no. Two? No, no, no that's it, in the present. Uh, Captain America to um, Captain Marvel, Marvel, yeah. Then to Iron Man, Man, Iron Man two, yeah. I gotta look. I think it's the Incredible Hulk, mm-hmm. which I skipped that one because I didn't. I want to watch. That's a good one. Uh, Edward Norton is incredible. That's a good movie. You're the one to just sneeze. Sorry, I didn't sneeze. This at is our you. house and our disease. So <laughs> our dust. Uh, yes, I started listening to a Stephen King book. Took one of mom's audible credits. I was like, so. Yeah, well, this morning you said. I'm reading. I said, I go, <laughs> this book I'm reading, I go, excuse me? He's like, mm, it's called Salem's Lot. It's good. It was one of his higher up, like, he has so many books. I don't understand how he does it. So many books. My advice is if you don't have audible, your local library usually has something set up for you to get audiobooks for free if you're a library member. Our app that our library has is hoopla or yeah it's not hulu it's like hoopla so and it works just the same as audible except it's free so that's that's a good that's good to know he uses a lot of big words makes me feel kind of dumb anyways you're the one that just used the big word about eating poop (laughs) but that's funny that was if he's talking to like an old much older vampire he's like (laughs) like, yeah (laughs) this is about stalking which would be scared. Bum, bum, bum. Later, already freaking like, know it. No, I don't. And me, no. Hold on, I have to. Carla, look who the fuck would want to actually follow you around I from place know. to place? No one. That's who. I got stalked one time in Washington D.C. Explain it. Continue. What happened? Yes. Please oh, relive we were this at trauma. the we were yeah. at the the spy museum, and this guy was like following me around. Yeah, I remember that. Strange. And you're like. Like, this is not right. And you get that feeling going, this is and not I right. Know, and I kept, like, and I, like, got, like, separated from you guys. And I was, like, scared. And we're like, what's. I guess I'm talking about stalking from the standpoint of having a stalker in the, from the term of it's a history of, a not, a ra- not a random It's usually event. someone you know, but sometimes, okay, the podcast I've listened to is strictly stalking. And they interview people that have been mostly women. It's mostly women that have been stalked. But, hey, but there are some crazy ass bitches. They several examples that ha- they have of women. They're like, I went to high school with this guy, and I might have spoke to him twice, and then ten years later, he started stalking me. Like I've never had any more contact. Just all of a sudden, it was like, or it popped up on Facebook really? to like suggest you should be friend. Like, and I accept his friend request because I went to high school with him. Like, who cares? And after that, then it's like permission for them to just traumatize you in every way. And it's like, I didn't date this person. I never said anything to this person. Like, I don't understand. And then they get real mad when you don't reciprocate, whatever. So there's a couple of different types we're going to talk about. But that's strictly stalking. That podcast is good. Hmm. Don't think I've ever been stalked. Have you? So one time. The- but honestly, looking back, it 
that could have been more like trying like abduction abduction like sex trafficking or something and then that was also the time that you did he made ask me- you to show you either your bobs or your vagine <laughs> <laughs> okay i just wanted to rule a couple things out no but this was also the same trip that you made me watch final destination before we're gonna we bring it up plane. every time every time we bring it up you could have gone somewhere else in a hotel room you could have gone somewhere else every time <laughs> was this a family trip yes mom probably i don't know Dad i loved know. that trip yeah i would do it again like me too oh but i can't oh but i can't so this came from in.gov eaglecountryonline.com which is much more official than it sounds fox19.com wcpo.com cases.justia.com and listverse.com awesome yeah so I have one case example. Carla, take note. I want you to write down all those so I have them for after, my case. My IU dot com. IU dot com. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> okay, stalking. Should have bought the warranty. <laughs> stalking is one of the most frightening crimes that can be inflicted on someone because it's terrorizing in yeah, like I mean, prolonged fashion. Yeah, if you don't necessarily die, so no. you like gotta live with that. Only those who have actually been subjected to tor- the torture of having a stalker can speak about the terror that is created by someone following their every move and abusing their privacy. Despite the damaging effects that stalking can have on someone's life, it is still difficult, uh, still a difficult crime to fully comprehend. Stalkers have many motivations, including hatred, obsession, and a desire for intimacy. According to most experts, there are five types of stalkers, all with differing behavioral motivations. So, like... It's complex, and I don't think they fully understand all of it. A lot of it, though, is like obsessive-compulsive. Like, I have to do this. The first type is the rejected stalker who begins to harass a victim after the unsatisfactory end of a romantic or perceived romantic relationship. A rejected stalker engages in stalking to continue to have influence over his or her victim. There's another case that I might talk about next week where... It's where they were casually dating and they decided to go both go their own ways. And then he, 11 months later, he started stalking her just obsessively, like hundreds of phone calls a day over and over and over. But she had a hundreds. lot of hundreds. See, another, that's, an, I guess, another conversation. Experience like, OK, or... you can you can almost say, OK, when it is a um, when it's a ex, whatever, you know, you were in a relationship with them. Now you're following them around. OK. That doesn't make it okay, but you kind of... Un- you can connect you can where it start, happens. but when it's like... The second type is, seeks intimacy. Even though the victim is unaware of the stalker's feelings, the stalker believes that his or her actions will ultimately provide that, intima- that intimacy with the victim. Like Joe from <gasps> You. Yes, he's a big intimacy stalker. Yeah. You was a good one. The ending on season two, I was like, what's going on? It was, I was not expecting No, total mindfuck. Uh, you. It's, it's a stalker. But it's so unfair. Like, he figures out all the stuff you like. And so when we go on a date, I fit what you want because I've researched everything that you like. And, and it's like, I don't think it works. You about shouldn't do stalkers that. is you might even not even know you have one. Yeah, that's even creepier. Everyone check their windows. I always keep my blinds closed. That'll keep them out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. shit, the blinds, blinds are closed. closed. <laughs> the demon in my room won't get me because I'm under the blanket. <laughs> it's simple logic. God. <laughs> The third type is the incompetent stalker, who is often socially awkward and tries not to approach the victim directly. Like the intimacy seeker, this person prefers stalking over actually attempting a normal relationship. Like, my goal is to not be with you. My goal is just to stalk you, because I'm awkward and weird. That's the one. I think the guy that I'm about to talk about falls into that category. And 
The fourth type is the resentful stalker who feels that he or she has been humiliated by the victim after ending a relationship with that person. Resentful stalkers are more dangerous than the previous three types. And then the final type of stalker is the most dangerous, the predatory stalker. Doesn't want intimacy or a romantic relationship. He or she wants power and control over the victim and will use fear and violence to instill a sense of helplessness in that person. So I would classify it as a sociopath, someone who is like, I'm stalking you because it gets me off. Like, I don't want to be with you. I don't want to keep you in a pumpkin shell at my house. I just want to stalk you. That's like that. What's that one movie? The Strangers? No. Yeah, Strangers. Yeah. The Strangers. The Strangers. Were they... Are out in the middle of nowhere and they and keep like, banging on the door. And they're like, why are you doing this? And like, you were home. You were home. I was so bored. There was a virus. I was so bored. <laughs> that movie is terrifying. Yes. I think watching that once was enough for me. In most studies on violence, about 30% of criminals commit violent acts. For stalkers, it's about 50%. So does that make sense? 30% of crimes are violent. But if you're talking about stalkers, 50% of them become violent. The number is highest for sexually intimate stalkers like ex-husbands or ex-partners. Like, they ended up killing their ex-wives and shit. While predatory stalkers deliberately commit horrible acts against their victims, many stalkers do not perceive themselves as harming their objects of affection. These stalkers are obsessive and feel that they are simply being romantic. Yep. Mm -hmm. By constantly imposing themselves into their victims' lives. Some even claim that they are protecting their victims. For example, an ex-husband who stalks his former wife may simply say that he is trying to see if his children are safe. Well, I'm checking up on her because... She's the mother of my children. I have to, you know, I have to bother her to find out how my kids are. Your kids are fine. Okay, so they also talked about when you're in trial, like if a, if you can actually prove that someone is stalking you to the point that they're going on trial, men in the jury are less critical. It's like, well, he just really liked her. Like, I don't understand what the problem is. It's like, he didn't want to hurt her. He just wanted to date her. And the women are like, fuck that shit. Get away from me now. So they have they, done studies. So you don't want, if you're a stalker, you don't want women in your jury pool. If you're a male stalker. I don't know if the reverse is. I don't know. Keep that in mind. Okay. Carla. Okay. Carla. okay. Oh my God. <laughs> the other type is the internet and social media stalker. And it allows them to gather information about their victim and harass them more easily than in the past. So that's a big deal. Like online stalking happens a lot now because it's just so yeah. easy. Mm-hmm. And people put their info out. Yeah, all your stuff. Like, because people didn't know, like, oh, I should have all my shit private. Like, or I'm going to get bugged online by people. With the aid of electronic communication, stalkers can now track their victims' every move, send them threatening messages, and even blackmail them. That's one is that they get a hold of compromising photos or videos, and they say, they extort the person, you have to give me money or I'm going to share this photo or video with your family and your boss. And they get money out of it. Which is weird. Don't take photos of yourself. Oh, oh. I got a story. I don't know if you can play it or not. Okay. So, okay, no. I'll, I'll make it vague. Okay. Someone I work with got a, a social media message from some random person wanting to video chat. And they said, yes. What could go wrong? So they did. They watched her or him can't say and then the the person on the other end wanted to see the person i work with yeah and they said okay so they did and the next thing they know they get an, a, another message and it contains a video recording of everything they just did uh, uh. and they said that 
they were going to turn this in. They're going to show all their family members mm-hmm. and friends. They were going to turn it over to their place where they work. And he messaged back, ha 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 ha. <laughs> they don't fucking care. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I would have said that's the how exact you, same I mean, thing. and I think it's harder for women. Like, but yeah, it's like go they ahead. They ain't gonna be mad. They're gonna think it's funny. It is still funny. <laughs> it's still funny. That's hilarious because yeah. I would have been like, okay, go ahead. And most of them won't open it up when they see it's a naked woman yeah. right off the bat. They're gonna go any minute now. Dick's gonna pop out. Any minute. That's <laughs> There's the no only way. reason why people send these videos. Yeah. <laughs> there is a dick hidden in this video somewhere. Like, ladies, if you think. You think on your boyfriend or significant other's phone that there's porn on it that the friends are sending? No. At some point, a dong flies out. <laughs> Usually, it's from the person you thought was a girl. So, so. <laughs> either that or all of a sudden it cuts to something you didn't really what you sent me. Gross. What you sent me, and then I sent it to him and Tyler, and then his brother had already seen that That's was funny. different. Though. That was That's good. Funny, though. That one. That the, was a wiener. It was a link right a when this all started. Wiener. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Okay. <laughs> um, some stalkers have tried to harm their victims by committing identity theft and publicizing private information. So it's like doxing someone online. Like I can get all your information and blackmail you that way too. Stalking is often seen as a type of pursuit. Despite a victim saying that he or she has no interest in a relationship, a stalker must continue, which brings to mind the popular saying, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. Yep. You got to stop like, at some point. Yeah, I was like, I just come back and try again. Okay, this is the case. And some of the things repeat because he's doing the same shit over and over again. So it sounds like I'm saying the same stuff and he gets convicted more than once because he's that awkward stalker. I think is what, it, like, he's... Is there a picture? Ah, Maybe. Give me a name. I at least I, I at least want names to go with the faces. Okay. Give me a name. I'll read this first sentence. That's that's one of us, I think that was on Bob and Tom. There was a comedian that said that. What's the worst pickup line you could say? Walk up and ask a girl what's her name, and then when she goes why, say well you know I need a name to go with the face. I was gonna go <gasps> rub one off in the back. I'll rub one off in the back. Oh my god! <laughs> no, you don't need a name for that. You don't. Rosie Palms. Okay. In 2012, a man uh, named Billy Luke. That's a dumb name. Yes. So, first of all. Of Dillsboro, Indiana. All right. Okay. Where's Dillsboro, Carla? Next to Penisboro. (laughs) Penisboro. (laughs) Dillsboro. It's like closer to Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Dillsboro, Indiana. A pharmacy known as DeVille's Pharmacy like Coella DeVille, mm-hmm. is located across the alleyway and the employee parking lot is next to and less than 10 feet from the apartment's driveway. So he lives with his grandmother in an apartment complex and the pharmacy is like an alleyway over, not across the street. It's just like right there. His residence overlooks uh, the parking lot of Dillsboro Business where all the employees would park their cars. Some of this is from legal information. So if it sounds more legally easy, it's not my fault. Alan Miller, an attorney that represents Billy Luke, argued to the jury that the incident took place inside his home, not a public place. Therefore, he did not commit a crime. The jury, however, disagreed. Huh? <laughs> They're like, hmm, I bet what you were doing is still a crime. 
Okay. That's horrible. Like, on August 3rd, 2012, in the Dearborn County Superior Court, Billy was found guilty of four counts of public indecency, a Class A misdemeanor, following a trial for various acts of standing at a window inside his residence, exposing his penis and masturbating in view of the pharmacy customers and female employees. It's fine because he was inside. He was inside his house. (laughs) It's not his fault he can't afford blinds. What? He has to masturbate in his house. I don't understand. Just don't look in. Just don't look in. Yeah. It's America. You freaking nasties. America. He can touch him. Sorry, I thought this house. was America. I thought this was America. <laughs> so, funny sidebar. There's a lot of sidebars tonight, so if this is the first episode you're listening to, you're probably going to tell us to go fuck ourselves here shortly. Yep. But this is a this is worth it. When my my older sister, so this would have been like 1985 or 86, my mom, she was driving with my mom, and some guy pulled up along beside them, and reached up and exposed himself to them and i believe was rubbing one off (gasps) no what the poor bastard didn't realize is my mother took his plate (gasps) number and had a friend who was a state trooper and he went over and took care of it your mom is and the guy's wife was home (gasps) yeah i'm like guess what i have it on good authority you like to show your wiener to people Oh my god! <laughs> like, that happened. If that happened to me, I think if she, or my daughter was with me, it'd be. But if it happened to me, I would just. I feel like I would laugh. Like your first impulse, I like, would just look over we- and be like, Look, because nowadays, you know, it used to be no nudity, and then all of a sudden, you know, you start seeing butts, and then you started seeing boobs. Now all of a sudden, if your comedy does not have a wiener in it. It really isn't all that, like... You're dismissed. Our, our best movies, episodes you know, have wiener talk in them. Oh, the best one. Our daughter is not going to think Adam Sandler is all that funny, except mm-hmm. for Hotel Transylvania. Yes. Best she will movie. not think Big Daddy's funny. She will Mm-mm. not think Little Nicky's funny. She will not think The Waterboy's funny. <laughs> there might be parts. <laughs> but those are some of the greatest movies ever made. Yeah. She's ever. Asking. Billy Madison, wow. It's just, wow. that yes. is up there. <laughs> I just, it, She's asked me before, like, why does such and stuff like have teeth? And I was like, what, why is the Yeti mad? I was like, he's Henri because he got so many teeth and no toothbrush. And she's like, <laughs> okay. okay, come again. But that happened to a friend that's not a friend anymore. So fuck her. That's the best. Um, time. But she was working at McDonald's and some guy. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> it wasn't her. Okay, man, that's the only person I. It was think. okay. Same, yeah. Yeah, some guy came through the drive-thru and just, like, his peen was out. And then she, his like... Peen. His peen. The peen. Where was she working at? McDonald's. So, I mean, it makes sense. And so, <laughs> she said, like, ten minutes past, and she was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I saw a peen. <laughs> oh, no. My eyes have been burned. She, like, didn't even re- like, register. I, I don't know with flashers, like, what their goal is. They like the surprise or, like, or, like, the being appalled or do they want to see you laugh like i don't know what the goal is that is that i could do would be the opposite of what they want uh, <laughs> <laughs> i don't know it's like do you want me to laugh wait can i use your potty yeah i'm just gonna pee <laughs> no is that the turkey that tries to quit smoking it's a smoked turkey <laughs> daniel i was singing that song in my head when I think of it, because you go, I touch myself, and that's what I was thinking in my that's head. That's what I... I was like, I was over here doing that, and then I was like, 
We think the same thing a lot more than we realize, I'm pretty sure. I'm a really bad person. You know what I you know what I thought about it with it though? Did you hit Austin Powers too? No, I didn't. I didn't go that <laughs> That's far. That's where I go. Yeah. Um, I'm a really bad person and I made well, we know that. a yeah. playlist called Quarantine. And you're a really bad person um yeah because it's kind of inappropriate because there are songs on there like uh, let me find an example like there's a song called like cat scratch fever oh <laughs> for the quarantine bad out of hell bad, yeah bad, that's oh, well, good that's, but see that's what ted nugent and that's then um meatloaf yeah mm-hmm. other i love meatloaf, songs though. like when i'm gone just, you know, like you know, I like to sit on sit on the fence of morbid. I like that. It it does sit on the fence of but morbid. Is that three doors mm-hmm. down when I'm gone? Um, Eminem. Oh, yeah, you are a bad person. Yeah, yep. I know, and yeah, I know. <laughs> but that song is on there because I ain't stupid. Okay, <laughs> let me do this. Okay, during that's what she said that's what she said during the court proceedings. You know, the victims they don't name the victims. It's always their initials. Well, I gave them names. <laughs> Tammy, Rebecca, Carla with a C. What? The- <laughs> you gave them Kelly. names. Yeah. Why would you pick that? Man, I, it's based on their initial. Like it's you know T R R B C B and K R. Like that's confusing. So I gave them names. Tammy, Rebecca, Carla with a C, and Kelly. Okay, I guess okay. I guess I'm good with it. Yep. Those are the victims. Okay. He was sentenced to a term of over a thousand days, including 715 days suspended. And was placed on probation for 725 days. Like, that I mean, sounds like a lot. How many is 1,000 days? Oh, no. Cut that in half, though. And he probably went right on probation. He probably spent, what, a week he in did jail. Time, time served. Yeah, and then it's like, because this is a nonviolent crime, they let you go. But he's on probation. Um, One of the conditions of the probation was that the defendant shall have no contact with all four women by telephone, mail, computer, or any other means, penis means, at the victim's residence or place of employment. So keep your wiener to yourself. The court issued no contact orders, each of which stated that contact includes but is not limited to acts of harassment, stalking, intimidation, threats, and physical force of any kind. So he actually did go to court. And it, I think Dearborn County Prosecutor A.A. A. Ron <coughs> Aaron <laughs> Nag. Oh! <laughs> you know what? Let's just start over. No. Just delete the file. Start, start over. over. Don't say his last name. Just say... Aaron, the prosecutor. The prosecutor. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Aaron, I don't know what you're trying to say, but you're not saying it anymore. Aaron <laughs> said at first the victims didn't report it, hoping Billy would stop. Despite the horrors oh, that many... Billy. Yeah, I thought of that too. <laughs> oh, Billy. <laughs> Despite the horrors that many stalking victims endure, only 37% of male victims and 41% of female victims report stalking incidents to law enforcement. You know, like, they just suffer with it. Victims are terrified, frustrated, and often believe that law enforcement can't do anything to help. Physical harm is a real possibility for these people, but many don't take action to defend themselves. It's just like, they just put up with it. So, at first, these women put up with him being menacing, like, always watching them (laughs) at work. So, they put up with it, but finally, like, I bet the wiener touching pushed it over the edge. Mm -mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Don't you touch my wiener. (laughs) He didn't stop, and a surveillance operation caught him violating the terms of his his probation. Even Dillsboro 
police had seen <laughs> Billy bearing all as they conducted surveillance following complaints. So he's still like flashing himself. God damn it, Billy. And the police had to see it. He knew he was guilty. He knew he would be found guilty, but he wanted to come into court and describe what happened. The prosecutor said he wanted to embarrass the victims. And this is the type of behavior the man has engaged in continuously. So by me going to trial, you have to come on the stand and talk about my wiener in a court. And I get to hear you talk about my wiener. (laughs) And then your attorney goes, don't say anything rude or don't say anything. You know, you need to just explain what it is. Be like, bullshit. I'm going to say. And oh, was... that was a wiener? I thought it was a giant clit. <laughs> Weird. I put my hand on the Bible. I swear to tell the truth. It was a small wiener. And it was small. <laughs> and it was warm out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. In May of 2013, while Billy was on probation, still under the no contact order, the female pharmacy employees began to see him on a daily basis mm. on his porch and in his driveway while they were arriving or leaving work. During the summer, Billy would wear a full dress suit and stand in his yard wearing dark sunglasses, which intimidated and frightened the employees. So he's straight up men in black just in his yard. He's staring at him. <laughs> like, what the fuck do you Very have a suit strange. on, Mr. Penguin? It's <laughs> <laughs> too damn hot. It's too damn hot. I just said that earlier today, too. <laughs> we should uh, we should watch that movie. Yes. Hell yeah. Yes. Well, I put a bunch of audio clips in a different episode a little while back, so I watched a lot of the movie, and I had to leave the room <laughs> with the part where he goes, Gew! Gew! <laughs> I had to leave I the room. I still like the, if peeing your pants this is, is cool, cool, consider me Miles Davis. Gross! <laughs> What's wrong? Why are you staring at the wall? Gew! <laughs> it does it every time. I couldn't get an audio clip without laughing. <laughs> hit record and walk away <laughs> anyways that i don't know if that's one of the cult episodes it was about a cult and i don't know how we got there anyways i still don't know how we're here uh, also the pharmacy experienced a number of incidences of vandalism including broken windows a broken glass door a broken window in an outbuilding and a broken windshield at the pharmacy's delivery van in which marbles were used to break the glass. That is just straight up mean vandalism. A truck belonging to Tammy's boyfriend was vandalized with flattened tires and the words punk bitch scratched into the truck's paint. Punk what, bitch? What is this, the 90s? I was like, it's like 2013. There's not a better phrase than punk bitch. Yeah, and you're showing your paint. Like, what? Yeah. Do better. Do better. Um, a woman allegedly caught Billy standing on the roof of the U.S. post office in Dillsboro, peeping into the windows of her apartment. The post office is connected to DeVille's drugstore, and the apartment is located directly above the store. So, like, it's all connected. Uh, the woman identified Billy out of a photograph lineup of eight other white males. Dearborn County Sheriff's deputy investigated investigator said in a court affidavit he was arrested the next day. So, like, you could pick out a lot. He's not even wearing anything to cover his face like billy i know it's you this town is small i'm sure like i know it's you (laughs) no you do i'm okay (laughs) the probable cause affidavit alleged that on or about july 9th 2013 dearborn dearborn county sheriff's deputy charlie olson olson one of the twins while investigating several vandalism cases in dillsborough spoke with chief of dillsborough police ryan brandt and that Chief Brandt told him that Billy Luke had recently presented him with a letter to give to the mother of Tammy and Kelly, 
each of whom he had no contact orders against, explaining who he was and what had occurred during this convention, during his conviction, in his opinion. So he's like giving a letter to a police officer, chief of police, God, to give to the mother of two sisters that he has no contact orders against, explaining why he did what he did. He's like, well, I think if a certain number of women don't see my dick in a certain period of time, it might disappear. So I have to expose myself. You yeah. understand, right? <laughs> I mean, it's just logical. He's like the the Blues Brothers. We're on a mission from God. We're on a mission from God. <laughs> <laughs> How much for your women? <laughs> okay. How much for your, your women? women? <laughs> How much for your women? <laughs> okay. Billy was subsequently arrested. And on July 18th, 2013, Billy was charged in Dearborn Superior Court with attempted invasion of privacy as a Class A misdemeanor. So all these are misdemeanors. But, like, at some point, all this shit adds up, doesn't it? Like, so they're, only, they're not, like, felonies. Mm-mm. On December 23rd, 2013, Billy Luke was sentenced in another case pursuant to a plea agreement to 365 days suspended to probation for a conviction for criminal mischief, a Class A misdemeanor. As part of the agreement, the state dismissed a charge of voyeurism as a Class D felony. Billy's probation was revoked. So they charged him with something else. Because he agreed, they dropped the higher of the charges, the D felony, which I think is the lowest. And he just wrote out the misdemeanor. He was ordered to serve 730 days of home detention with Southeast Regional Community Corrections. The court issued another no-contact order regarding all four women. January 2nd, 2014, Billy appeared in court to plead guilty, attempting to commit invasion of privacy, and was sentenced to 365 days, suspended to probation. So he goes home. Like, he probably, I don't know if he has an ankle monitor, but home is where he's committing the problems. It's like my giant bay window I stand in front of in the nude. He doesn't even tuck it. He just stands there with it. If he he tucked it, you could at least say, look, he's trying to hide it. He's trying. But then he turns around and gives him a nice fruit bowl. (laughs) something about tucking mm-hmm. yeah between january 3rd and january 7th the pharmacy employees again observed billy outside the house and on the driveway staring at them at the pharmacy billy was always outside despite the freezing weather on january 8th officer jack Peratt, an investigative commander for dearborn sheriff's department visited the pharmacy to pick up a prescription and the employees complained to him about billy's behavior despite the no contact order so like funny thing you're here for your pills i'd like you to arrest the wiener man next door <laughs> <laughs> You won't stop singing the wiener song. Wiener, wiener. <laughs> the belief that law enforcement can't help is partially true. Although it's always a good idea to get the police involved in stalking cases, they are bound by laws and restrictions that often limit them to enforcing restraint orders only. As a result, nearly 20% of victims report that the police were ineffective in protecting them. Many victims feel that these situations are a personal matter. Others believe that their cases are unimportant or they lack evidence. Even if actions had been taken by law enforcement, 60% of stalkers continue their behavior. So these women do have police that are like, I know he's doing stuff he shouldn't be doing. They believe them. They're not trying to blame the women for anything. It's like he's harassing you guys for no reason. And he's been arrested several times. We can't keep him in jail. He hasn't killed anyone yet. Officer Pratt approached Billy and Billy stated that the police had already been to his house earlier this week. And told him not to be outside. That he called his attorney about the matter who also told him not to be outside. (laughs) And that he was going to tell Officer Pratt the same thing he told the police officer earlier this week. He was going to be outside. (laughs) (laughs) And come summer, he was going to be out even more. And the girls at the pharmacy just need to get used to it in my wiener. 
He didn't say they were going to put an ad in. So he's just like, I willfully know this is against like direct orders from the court. And I'm going to do it anyways. And I'm going to be honest about it, though. Cool, 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 cool. Like, well, I guess you got that going. That. Rebecca testified that Billy stood outside his house and stared us down pretty much the whole time we were at work, which made her feel very concerned for her safety. He looked like he was angry with us and just stared at us the whole time. We were worried that he would hurt us or one of our coworkers. So it's also like he's not doing anything. And to say, well, he's staring at you. Like, what's the big deal? It's like being women, like, I don't know physically what he could do to me. And it's like he's always looking at like it is intimidating. And like if he was doing it to another guy, I think a guy could just go over and punch him right in the dick. <laughs> like, quit looking at me, fucker. But girls, like. <laughs> How does this person, they don't have a job. Like... No, no. And he lives with grandma. So. Where is grandma? <laughs> grandma. <laughs> Grandma's just not uh, very good. Not very good. She's she's a toxic person in his yeah, life. Yeah. Carla with a C indicated at the stalking trial that Billy returned to Dillsboro on January 3rd, 2014, that she saw him on that date that he was outside at various times throughout the day, which was just like before, and that he picked up right where he left off. She testified that Billy was watching the women come and go and would stare at her. When asked how Billy's course of behavior for over two years made her feel, Carla responded, it was very stressful. It was very intimidating, very nerve wracking. We, I was afraid. So like she knows everyone. I. I. I, I, Captain. The effects of stalking extend into just about every area of a victim's life. Often victims will have serious health and stress problems that are related to their situation. They have higher rates of anxiety, depression, and insomnia. They also struggle with the loss of peace of mind. In addition, victims may suffer economic and social loss. So it affects everything. And you're not you anymore, I'm sure, because you're constantly thinking about this person that's stalking you, either like online or just at your workplace. Right. Hey, didn't you had a stalker that gave him a Valentine's Day? Oh, Ryan. <laughs> I like that. That was a nice bit because he gave it. I got. But he it. thought it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> See a guy being stalked by the girl. I know it's it's still wrong. It's still illegal. But like, I feel like sometimes guys are just like. Whatever. I just ignore her. Um, many victims miss work, lose their jobs, drop out of school, move constantly, and cut off relationships because of their stalkers. Constantly missing work causes loss of pay, which may affect the financial well-being of the victims. Many victims also cut off relationships with friends and relatives because of their lack of trust. All of this combine, combines to tear the victim apart. So these women, it's like, well, the answer then, oh, you should just quit your job. Or train like why do I have to quit my job or get a you know like transfer to another location because this guy won't keep his wiener in his pants like what yeah. how is that right doesn't sound right Mm-mm. gotta piss off the right white person yeah. yeah officer Byron Wilbur testified that he visited Billy on January third two thousand fourteen and advised him not to be on his porch Rebecca testified that Billy returned to the house he was out on the porch again. Billy was standing in the driveway by the parking lot looking at the pharmacy right by my car. She testified that it appeared he did not have a purpose for being outside in the freezing weather and that his presence made her very scared that the marbles were going to start again. So he throws marbles at things like a child. I hate this guy. I know. And she was scared that he was going to hurt one of us. Tammy testified that during the same time, Billy was outside throughout the day despite the freezing temperatures and would stare at her, which made her feel scared and intimidated. Because she didn't even know why he was outside when it's so fucking cold. I don't know if he brought his wiener out as much to play when it was real cold out. Because February in Indi- January, February in Indiana is cold. Statistically speaking. Statistically. 
Also, the prosecutor summed up the state's case at closing argument by stating that during the relevant time period, Billy Luke continually harassed, intimidated, and would not leave these women alone. That a video shown at the trial demonstrated Billy multiple times harassing and intimidating these girls, and that Officer Peratt told Billy that he cannot harass the girls. He knows full well that he shouldn't be doing it. On January 10, 2014, the state charged Billy with three counts of invasion of privacy, a Class D felony, violated and violating the no-contact order. The same day, the state filed a request for a probation violation hearing due to these new charges. The prosecutor argued that Mr. Luke was responsible for the terror he had been caused that caused in these girls. He stated that all of these girls testified that they were employed by DeVille's Pharmacy and all the harassment and the intimidation occurred directly across the street at the residence where he's staying. So, like, you can't say it's someone else. You know a tiny white wiener when you see one. What are you looking at me for? I wasn't looking at you. I was looking at boys. Uh-huh. He's going, you know, you don't get a nickname like Mata Mouse for being small. <laughs> Billy later admitted committing these acts to a friend, Charles Merkel. He had a friend. Mm-hmm. Called him Merkel. So, Chase Merkel. Doesn't matter. Still called him Merkel. Yep. This was on phone during phone conversations in February 2014, which Chase recorded. So, I don't know if it's saying, like, my buddy is recording my phone calls for whatever reason, or if it's he's in jail. And is making phone calls, and the jail records it. So I'm not for sure. Uh, Billy, who would... Okay, I can answer that. He was incarcerated. Okay. He asked Chase to commit acts of vandalism, including shooting at the pharmacy windows with marbles, as well as to throw a sex toy, believed to be a dildo, into the pharmacy. Yeah. Oh, he wants his friend to, like, keep it up. Like, to throw... floppy dildo into the pharmacy. How does this guy have friends? <laughs> I don't know. This guy's turning on him, though. He's turning him in. Okay. As well as... If anyone ever throws a dildo at you, you go, you pick it up, and you throw it right, right back at him. Yeah. Like, I've got a wiener for you. As well as leaving a condom full of bullets with a note reading, last warning, at one of the victim's residence. A condom full of bullets. Uh, why are you condom? <laughs> I mean, that is threatening. Like, it is. It's a weird way to threaten someone. Is it? But did they tie it up? Because if it's tied up, then I'm not cutting open a condom to see what's in it. Mm. I'm just not going to do that. You would think that, I don't know. You you would think a lot of things. That would be the point, then, that you tell the police you do something or I'm doing something. Yeah. <laughs> so gross. I'll go sit in jail for a little bit for beating his ass. And then to pull his pants down, pull his male genitalia out, and swing it around like a helicopter for the security cameras. <laughs> He's asking his friend to go do this. Huh? Like, how big is your wiener? Okay, big that should to be swing it should, okay. That's good. Big enough to swing. Okay, I want you to do that in front of the security cameras. I'm concerned. He's like, I don't know what the friend's response was. Like, uh, okay, okay. <laughs> why? <laughs> why? What does this do? On February twenty, 20- if you girls could do it, you would do it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not in front of a security <laughs> camera. No. Not for someone else. No. Well, maybe in the comfort of your own home. <laughs> that's fine and dandy. Yep. But- on February 24th, the state charged Billy with stalking a Class C felony and eight counts of criminal mischief, a Class A misdemeanor. Deputy Prosecutor Jeff Sharp testified that Billy handed him a letter he had written, which stated in part, I figured broken windows and flat tires would suffice as a humane wake-up call. It's like, I don't, he doesn't even understand what he wants the women to do. Like, it doesn't make any sense. And I think that's part of it is often they perceive something you did as a threat. And so they have to respond. It's like, I just go to work every day. I just want to go to work and then go home. 
Uh, July 22nd, the Dearborn Superior Court commenced a jury trial on an invasion of privacy charge, and a jury found Billy Luke guilty. The next day, he held a fact-finding hearing and entered an order revoking Billy's probation, finding that he violated his probation by committing the crimes of invasion of privacy. Um, then he had a second jury trial, was found guilty, and sent to, sentenced to a term of four years. For um, using your, your wiener as a prop. Yes, in, in intimidating public. fashion. On September 29th, Billy was sentenced to Why eight. is it always a gay wiener? <laughs> gay wieners are less threatening. <laughs> and whenever eight. you see a gay wiener, or whenever you see a straight wiener, it's always floppy. Floppy. Flaccid. Oh, that's an awful word. Fla- is that what he says? Flaccid? Yeah. It's, it's often flaccid. Fla- I don't know. <laughs> he was sentenced to eight years on count one, stalking as a Class C felony, and one year on each of the criminal mischief counts to be served in the DOC. The court also ordered that Billy's sentence be served consecutively to his sentence in the other case. So you're winning if they say concurrently. So your time counts for double, but they're saying, no, like you've got to serve one crime for this many years and then the next one. Like You don't get to double up on time. But he appealed his conviction based on seven issues. I'm not going to read all of them. It was a 40-page opinion penned by Judge Elaine B. Brown. The appellate court agreed with his issue and that the stalking charge violated double jeopardy principle. So it was like all these trials are going on at once and he's being charged with stalking twice. And it's like, so you're, that violates double jeopardy. And I think another judge is like, no, you're reading it wrong. But they revoked it. So he got away with the but, stalking. And they're like, okay. But yeah. if someone murders two people. It's, that's why they, you only get one bite at the apple per murder. So like. If right. Daniel murdered both of us, they would prosecute him on just my murder, and if it fell through, then they could prosecute him on that's right. your murder. Then that, okay. Yeah. Two bites of the apple. Nom nom. Then what happens if they go to do that and they get on me, then they not I guess then they don't even really prosecute They will sometimes they will, like his serial killers are still they'll be moved around to stand trial, even though they're serving life without parole already, they'll still spend the money to convict them again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when stalkers are finally caught and punished, it is often with jail time instead of rehabilitation. This has begun to change as more doctors develop treatments for stalkers so that they will see the error of their ways, stop their destructive behavior, and move on to become good citizens. He doesn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> However, the Dearborn County Sheriff's Department was alerted to a letter that Billy had written from prison and sent to one of his former defense attorneys. According to a court affidavit in the letter, he allegedly made a series of new threats. In one section of the letter referring to a judge who sentenced him, he stated that he was going to chop that despicable bitch into about a, about 10 pieces and throw her in a dumpster where she belongs. Like, you can't threaten judges. They don't like that. Mm-hmm. No. Uh-uh. The disturbing letter went on to state that Billy plans to get a Beretta 50 caliber, I can't say that caliber. Word, caliber rifle and get a Dillsboro police officer acquainted with it for the pain he said the officer has caused his grandmother. No, you caused your grandmother pain and what? suffering with your wiener. Swinging your wiener around has caused her pain and suffering. What? Somebody just la- What happened was when he was a little kid, someone laughed at it once. Yeah, once, and that's <laughs> all it takes. That's well, all it takes. Look at it now. Mm-mm. Look at it. Look at it! No! (laughs) So he's threatened a police officer and a judge. He even allegedly threatened the attorney to which he wrote the letter too, noting that if he did not get the requested paperwork for post-conviction relief, he would send an associate to his home who might brandish a weapon, kidnap him, and take him to his own law office to obtain the material. (laughs) My friend's going to abduct you from your house and take you to your law office. (laughs) Like, get the paperwork ready. Get the paperwork. Billy also threatened the attorney 
to tell the county prosecutor about these threats made in the letter. He wants people to know that he's it's so dumb. Like at some level, he he is mentally ill in some fashion. That doesn't mean he shouldn't be held responsible for his behavior, but he wants them to know he's threatening. Like I'm not trying to hide it. He says, "Are you threatening Are me? Are you threatening me?" <laughs> While incarcerated, he sent letters through the mail to the victims between 2016 and 2018, where he made vulgar suggestions and threats. He also sent one victim sexually explicit books from prisons, drawing firearms and bullets, sent statements and quotes from historical figures regarding war and spilling blood. Like, well, it's just getting weirder and weirder. Very nice. In one letter, he says in part, do you actually believe that you bimbos and your families are safe because I'm incarcerated? (laughs) Where does he get his lingo? You are untouched because I am keeping you untouched. I was like, would you scare? How is he able to send them shit? That's weird. Luke is expected to be released from jail in 2023. Okay. So he's still there. Yeah, but that's <sighs> like soon. There's another type of stalker I want to talk about. And these I didn't need to do all this because we've been talking so damn long. It's celebrity stalkers. Okay. Taylor Swift had one. Oh, I didn't know that. These are just a few that popped up. Uh, celebrity stalkers are often more delusional than other stalkers and suffer from a completely different condition, especially erotomania. 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 Copophagia. Yeah. (laughs) And celebrity worship syndrome. Erotomania is a mental disorder in which a person believes that someone in a higher position in life, for example, a celebrity politician or even a boss, is in love with him or her. These types of stalkers delude themselves into thinking that meaningless gestures and actions are proof of affection. Like a celebrity like winked during a movie and that means they were winking at me. So that's how we're in love. It's really obvious, guys. Sorry, I didn't see it before. <laughs> All right. Margaret Mary Ray was a deluded stalker who believed she was romantically involved with Leonardo DiCaprio. David Letterman. <laughs> oh, I think I heard Margaret repeatedly broke into his uh, Connecticut home and also came out <laughs> camped out on his tennis courts at one point. In 1988, she stole his Porsche, which she drove through the Lincoln Tunnel. She claimed to be Letterman's wife when she couldn't pay the toll. Like, I'm David Letterman's wife. <laughs> I don't have to pay tolls. I can see him like, God damn it, Margaret! <laughs> Margaret! She was convicted for trespassing, which resulted in a 10-month jail term, alongside 10 months spent in a mental institution. She was diagnosed with erotomania. Sufferers can exhibit violent behaviors. Letterman looked on the bright side and even joked about Margaret on his talk show. In his sketch, Top 10 things I have to do before I leave NBC. One of the items was send a change of address form to that woman who breaks into my house. In 1998, 46-year-old Margaret Ray was instantly killed when she kneeling in front of an oncoming train in Colorado. Like, she is mentally ill. Dying by suicide in front of a train. Yeah, it's not. That's intense. So that's sad. She's mentally ill. Also, where did David Letterman go to college? Did he go to IU? He went to Ball State. Ball State. Okay. So there's your Indiana connection. I didn't even know that, but as I was researching this, I was like, I'm going to run across something. Uh, let's like, let's fuck Ball State. He owns it. He's part owner of an IndyCar team. Okay. Fuck yeah. There All you right. go. <laughs> Got it. That won the 500 one year. Oh. So we respect that. Famous singer slash actress, Olivia Newton-John. Had she's n- in Greece. She's in Greece? <laughs> What'd she do? What'd she do? Yeah, you said she's in the Greece. She's in Greece. Oh. <laughs> Had more than one stalker during the 1980s, but the most dedicated was Ralph Nau, N-A-U. Ralph's obsession with Olivia started after a paid pen pal named Cindy broke his heart. If you have to pay your pen pal, it's they're not there for your heart. 
in your friendship, not if you're paying We them. had pen pals in second grade, <clears throat> and then we went and met them, and, like, mine was weird. Yeah, they're gonna be weird. Pen pals are weird. Well, it was, for, like, with us and, like, Little Flower or something. Oh, uh, love And, like, we flower. went, and she was like, do you want to chase butterflies? And, like, and I was nope. like, no, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> like, who? Little Flower. It's another elementary. It was just like, oh. And we yeah. met them, and I was just like, god. Damn it, <laughs> like, why do I have to do this shit? <laughs> awkward situations. This is going to affect me when I'm older. I have socially awkward problems <laughs> because of my stupid pen pal relationships. <laughs> Anyways, if you have to pay someone to write letters with you, they're not there for the right reasons. Okay. While he wandered through the hot Arizona desert, he experienced a vision telling him that Olivia Newton-John loved him and needed him. Twice in the early 1980s, Ralph traveled to Australia where he unsuccessfully tried to track her down. He believed that someone named Maria had bewitched Olivia to prevent her from responding to him. He also believed that Maria had replaced Olivia Newton-John with an evil imposter. And that's why he won't. she won't contact him. It's an evil imposter. Ah, uh, yes. After returning to the U.S., Ralph moved back into his parents' home and started engaging in all kinds of bizarre behavior, including sleeping inside a dead cow. No. No. Do they have cows on their farm? Like, but where'd the cow come from? Like, where... An insight how? Oh, no. So, again, this person, probably a schizophrenia, very mentally ill. Eventually, he suffered a delusion that his stepbrother had turned into an animal, so Ralph killed him with an axe. After that, he was placed into a psychiatric institution. After that. (laughs) I was like, if you're sleeping inside dead animals, it is time. It is time. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's time. But what do I know? (sighs) Nicolas Cage seemed to be... Seems to attract. I the remember the. People. I think I've heard the Nicholas. I'm kind of going in order, like oldest to more recent ones. While filming the 1999 movie Bringing Out the Dead, the actor said that he was stalked by somebody dressed up as a French mime. Wee wee wee. They don't talk. French. <laughs> Everywhere Cage went, the mime would be following him, watching you him. You think just because he wears a beret that he is French? He's rich. Oh, wee wee. <laughs> Check out my wee. Nope. Nope. He Cage only described a strange thing, so he followed him around. Security got rid of the mine before he could hurt anybody. <laughs> but Cage always hasn't always been so lucky. A few years later, he woke up at 2 a.m. to see a man dressed only in a leather jacket standing above his bed, slowly licking a fudge sickle while he watched Cage sleep. <laughs> That's not weird at all. He's only wearing a leather jacket. Licking a fudge sickle, standing over him while he slept. How did he get in there? I don't know. What would be your reaction? What the fuck? What the fuck? Okay, so terrified about what might happen, he talked to the man who'd broken into his home and quickly realized that he was looking at someone who was severely mentally ill, which is like, I feel bad for you and your situation, but you also, I'm afraid of what you could do. Cage tried to keep the man calm. And Did the guy know who Nicolas Cage was? I think so. Or like, was it? Okay. You know. He watched National Treasure. Into yeah. it. He goes, I like how you're in all these different movies, but yet you're always the same character. <laughs> That's same like hair. really like a lot to look up to. But it's a good character, so it works. Yeah. Cage tried to keep the man calm and talked his way out of danger using what the actor called verbal judo. At two in the morning. Watch out! Watch out! To convince the man to leave Watch quietly. Out. I mean, that really is if something you're in a situation like to remain calm is probably the best response. To be like, we're just gonna, it's fine, or we're just gonna, you're gonna put on pants. It's fine. And it's you're, fine. you're gonna I'm finish fine. that fudge sickle quicker than you're licking it slowly right now, so things are less weird. And how did he know that that was fudge on that sickle? I don't know, man. 
Um, so he convinced him to leave it was quietly. Mr. Hanky on a stick. Ooh. I know it sounds funny, Cage said about the strange man who stalked him, but I, it was horrifying. It would be. I would. I don't think I could not scream if someone was standing over me. I would just. I feel like I would instantly scream. For anyone, I feel like that. I would know be you would. Very yep. startling. Yep. Actor Jeff Goldblum was harassed by Linda Ransom. For almost a decade, despite previous restraining orders, Linda continued to show up at Goldblum's Los Angeles home and harassed him during public appearances since she first met the actor during one of his acting classes in 2001. Oh, no. The star had previously been denied a restraining order against the woman, but he was successful when he was able to present evidence of a fresh threat. So it's like you have to be threatening. So I don't know if it's harder for male actors to get restraining against female perpetrators because it's like, that's a woman. What's she going to do? So I don't know if they. You been. can't. You'd be surprised. You can't get it. well, and maybe if she just kept showing up, mm-hmm. like she's on private property. Yeah. The pro the or or she's on public property. She's not technically trespassing. Yeah, it's like what is she? So I don't know. Uh, he you said can't, you can't arrest somebody for annoying you. That's true. Because, you know, the paparazzi shows up and takes pictures, so... Goldblum stated, over the past decade, I have experienced substantial emotional distress due to Miss Ransom. I bet it's a lot harder to get a uh, restraining order on somebody in L.A. That's kind of what I was thinking. Continuously stalking, harassing, and threatening behavior. I am frightened of Miss Ransom and feel she poses a serious threat to my personal safety. So I don't know what else she's done. But in 2012, a judge ordered Linda, by then age 49, to stay 300 feet away from Goldblum for the next three years, stating, this harassment is going to stop. Mr. Goldblum does not want you near him. (laughs) Stop it. So I don't know if she did anything more than just always being there. Yeah, quit it, you crazy bitch. Let's see. In 2006, Conan O'Brien. You know, these are all people I wouldn't expect to get stalked. No, and I think that's kind of why I put them in here. No, there's some really sad cases where it's female celebrities. Yeah. Selena. Bet. Selena, she, no, she was not stalked. Yeah. She was no, she, no, she was not stalked. She, she was, was shot murdered. by her manager. She, she was, was shot by the manager her. of her who got that position because she was obsessed with her and was stalking her. Well, then she like they knew each other. So yeah. Oh, you know what? Yes. Yeah, she was. It was a different type of stalking because she was allowed right. to be there, right. but it still was in viol- you know, invasion of privacy stuff. Well, R.I.P. Selena was that. amazing. There, a couple other ones were. In the 90s or something that if I wanted to find out where this was a female actress, it was like I just hired a private eye and he got me her address. Or I went to the DMV, a friend that works at the DMV and got her phone number. Uh Flash, flash, 100 yard dash. (laughs) Also, would... 06, Conan O'Brien received his first letter from Father David Adjumain. It would be the first of many, each one saying more or less the same thing. Adjumain said that he had a message for O'Brien that only O'Brien would understand. And every one of the letters was signed, your priest stalker. Ooh. Uh, he so he admitted he that he's stalking, yeah. At first it was nothing more than a few creepy notes, but when O'Brien didn't write back, the priest started getting more aggressive. You owe me big time, pal, he wrote in one, without ever explaining why he felt O'Brien owed him anything. Like that type <laughs> of thing. It's like, I, you need to write this wrong. It's like, I didn't do it. Literally did nothing. <laughs> so goofy. I want a public confession before I even consider giving you absolution. Confessing to what? This definitely sounds like somebody that's mentally ill. Yes, yep. They feel personally victimized by Conan O'Brien. <laughs> Who hasn't? Then the message got violent. In one letter, the priest stalker compared himself to the Virginia Tech shooter. And it's like, oh, that's getting more threatening. Yeah, we don't like that. And another, he warned O'Brien that Frank Costello once dodged a bullet in your building and so can you. I don't know. Yeah. You're being too cryptic. <laughs> I know. It's like, I can't help you. 
Soon it was more than just letters. O'Brien's parents got a knock on the door and opened it to find Father Adjumain standing on their porch. For a while, he rallied them with questions about their son. He didn't hurt them, but he made it clear that he was ready to hurt Conan. The priest was caught in New York. He was trying to sneak into a taping of O'Brien's show when he was arrested mere feet away from him. So it's like, you're securely... I'm leaving my security between me and that person. <laughs> like, but if he had a gun, you know. Man, I wonder if he realized how close he was. Yeah, I don't know. Catherine Thurston was obsessed with Hugh Jackman. These are not people right. I picked. Like, <laughs> I want to marry him, she told people, though she never met him and Jackman was already married. But she did not. that did not bother Catherine, who insisted it is not against the law to have two wives. It is. It, it, yeah. it, it, it is against the law. There, were only one, there was only one problem as far as Catherine was concerned. She didn't like his beard. That's it. You like my beard. Yeah, I know. But she didn't like his beard. Jackman I was going to offer to let the, the kids shave it. Yeah. Like, Jackman looked better with a clean-shaven face, she felt, and his... That's not true. First no. Of all. Bird looks bigger out of the nest. Mm, yeah. I said that in front of your mom the other day, and I can't <laughs> remember what... Oh. What the... Carla, oh, Carla had asked if, was it you that asked or was it your mom? Who, someone asked, had stated that if you're bald, you're perceived to be taller. You're perceived to be taller. Oh. That was, I just read that somewhere. Okay. And I blurted out, yeah, the bird looks bigger out of the nest. <laughs> and it, re- it really made your mom laugh. She lost okay, it. As yeah. long as she got it. <laughs> Our poor mother. I feel accomplished when I make your mom belly laugh. Yes, yep. <laughs> Jackman looked better with a clean-shaven face, she felt, and his insistence on going around with stubble on his face drove her mad. She waited for him outside his gym and followed him as he went in. When he noticed her, she was holding an electric razor in her hand. It was filthy. Her own pubic hair (gasps) was still caught in the blades, and she had deranged look on her face. We're going to get married, right? Catherine said. "Uh Uh-uh. Not with a pubic razor. We're not getting married. No, no. Without waiting for an answer, she attacked him with the razor, trying to Come cut on. the hairs on his face. Poor Hugh Jackman. Come on. No, he just wants to be Wolverine, okay? <laughs> a personal trainer managed to pull her off and keep him from hurting in- and keep her from hurting anyone until the police arrived. When they showed up, Catherine was far from repentant. In her mind, her attack was perfectly reasonable. She's done it, she told them, because I hate him having those whiskers. What would you do if all of a sudden... Hugh Jackman showed up. You would go grab. Oh wait, I gotta go get my clippers that I just buzzed my snatch with, <laughs> and help you out with your stubble, and help him out. Help give him a shave. Them whiskers. Obviously, what else would you do? He seems like an interesting fellow. There's not very many celebrities that I actually go. I would meet you. I would meet you because it's more important that you don't ruin the fucking magic. Because there's some of them that it's like the veil that I think you're a good person. Right. There's you know. You do too much talking, and then I it's have a like, hard time watching. I can't see you a character now. It just, yeah. It's just kind of like watching mm-hmm. Iron Man, Gwyneth Paltrow. I have a hard time looking at her because I know she forced vagina candles on people, and she has this weird jade egg she sells for people to put up in their vaginas. Okay, that's a weird thing, but I don't think she made anyone buy a candle. I think she did. She- <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't know. She wants to she make. She honest- offered them for sale, and they sold out immediately. So this is what my vagina smells, smells like. like. And she's real big on water. And I don't know. She she's just, a hippie. She she knows I know. A lot what of a shit. dumb bitch to think Ugh, that everybody gets good. access to water. water. Oh, my God. I don't no, know. but she's she literally hippie. sells like. Some of, the, some of the stuff you say, a lot of times, I think people would be really shocked to find out you didn't vote for Donald Trump. 
<laughs> I'm not talking about availability. Like, you don't need your psych meds if you, need, you drink enough Fiji fucking water. It's like, no, <laughs> well, bitch. I'm sorry. Do. You need your psych meds every she just, day. She take your pills. It sells like voodoo yeah. medicine. She felt she sell. It's all like oils and shit that magical, but it's not magic. She just anything that you can give it as a gimmick and call it science. Well, what? back in back in my day, they called those elixirs. Why is that where we went? Okay, hold on. Okay, okay, it's called the Dream. It's very it's an investigative podcast, but they talk a lot about you know gimmicks of things that they sell to women that are and men that are cure stuff that you do. Like holding hold these these two vibrating rods, and it will balance out your chakras, and and that'll be fifty (laughs) dollars, please. And you have to come back every. Twice a week for it to keep working. And guess what? Y'all pay for mm-hmm. it. And th- so this woman d- goes and does a few things. There was one experience she said, I think it's at the end of the second season, that it really did make her feel better. She was like, but it, a lot of it was like appropriate breathing. Like just, you know, she's like, I felt better after I went. Like I might go back for that, but sometimes it's just weird. That's uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. It's like, why am I carrying this jar of dirt? <laughs> <laughs> In 2012, America's Got Talent judge and music mogul, Simon, yep, cow, was forced to hide in a closet when a crazed stalker broke into his home. Leanna Zalamus, age 30, broke into his address in Holland Park, London by smashing her way through a window with a brick. Cal recalled, I ended up hiding in one of my wardrobe closets until the police found her. That was a little spooky. (laughs) That's something he would say. It was a little spooky. That was a little spooky. Everybody's opinion on gun control changes when someone breaks into their house. Leanne was discovered in his bathroom holding the brick and she had scrawled, help me on the walls in her own blood. A little spooky. A little little spooky. In her own blood. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay then. She told armed police officers who arrived at the scene that she knew Cal well and was a guest in his house. Then it's like, why did you use a brick to enter the building if you were a guest? Oh, inside joke. <laughs> you know, it's one you know, of those funny things. You know, it'd be rude for me to share an inside joke with you. That's why it's called an inside joke, and you know, it's a little annoying. She <laughs> also claimed that he was actually stalking her via Twitter. Ah. Leanne ultimately received a 12-month community order and restraining order and was ordered to remain inside between 7 p.m. and 7 a.m. That's a good one. Crime word. stalking time. Mm-hmm. Okay, you'll know this one probably. Sandra Bullock found a strange man in her home one summer day in 2014. He'd sneaked past her security system, made it inside. Now he was pounding on her bedroom door and yelling at her. She didn't need to worry, he told her. He was her husband. His name was Joshua Corbett, a schizophrenic man who had convinced himself that he was the secret father of Sandra Bullock's son. Uh, of course. See, he was. <laughs> when a patrol told him to drink the, the Fiji water and you won't have to take your psych meds. And guess what? He had a Mountain Dew in the middle of that and just fucked it all up. He had been writing letter after letter telling her things like, you are my wife by law, the law of God, and belong to me. Yes. Amen. (laughs) Others were more threatening. I've waited and waited and you never come, Corbett wrote in the letter. That's what she said. (laughs) Shortly before breaking into her home. Perhaps this is all supposed to happen some other way. When the police came and dragged Corbett away, he thought it was all a misunderstanding. Sandy, I'm sorry. He called to the actress, believing that it was a lover spat gone too far. Please don't press charges. If Bullock hadn't called the police, though, things would have gone a lot worse. When the police looked in Corbett's things, they found a collection of 24 guns, including machine guns, assault rifles, and homemade explosives. He had planned on using them. Uh, That's so much. (laughs) What's he going to do to her? Yeah, oh no, here. 
In his home, they found a notebook detailing his original plan to break into Sandra Bullock's home and violently rape her. So it was like, this is the type of person that shouldn't have access to weapons. I'm just going to say that. That was a lot going on. No, too much. I remember that one happening. Okay, so this is an old one. And we'll just finish with this. It's short, but I don't know if you'll know this player or not. It's old. It's not uncommon for sports fans to get upset when a player from their favorite team gets transferred to another. But a woman named Ruth Ann Steinhagen may have overreacted when baseball player Eddie Watkins of the Chicago Cubs got traded to the Philadelphia Phillies after the 1948 season. So she didn't like that. She was upset that he didn't. Yeah. Baseball players get traded constantly. Do they pull them out in the middle of games sometimes to trade them? Yeah, but back then, guys got traded, but I don't think it was... As much? No. Dang. Prior to the trade, 19-year-old Ruth had much more tender thoughts of her famous crush. She would collect newspaper clippings and photos of Watkiss and would set a place for him at her family's dinner table. Okay. So if your daughter's a teenager, she's doing some weird stuff, she'd be like, I'd let her set a place at the table if I thought it would keep her from talking to me. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> she's doing weird stuff. I'd be like, that's fine, honey. You don't get to just ignore your kid doing weird <laughs> if things. If she's 19, just well, setting... Well, <laughs> I'm glad, I, you know, I've always been concerned that Maybe you didn't think that of providing the best kind of uh, environment for our daughter. She's 19, setting to... the table for her celebrity sports crush. I'm just going to let her. That's why I mean. I'm going to let her because I don't want to fight about it. <laughs> We're already fighting about everything else. Damn it. Fighting with a four-year-old version of myself. It's That's terrible. exactly what it She's is. She's a tiny drunk terrorist. Yeah, now you know how we all felt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, seriously, there's some of the things she does. This one uh, starts complaining about I it. I do. And I'm like, huh, huh, wonder where she gets that from. <laughs> She's with me all the goddamn time. Thank you, coronavirus 2019. Okay, so when she found out that he was of Lithuanian descent, Ruth started learning Lithuanian. Of course. But for some reason, <laughs> when Watkins moved to the Philly, she started plotting his murder. Oh, oh, you'd think she'd murder one of the higher ups in, in the Phillies that like orchestrated the trade, you know? But no. That's too logical. When the Phillies were playing in Chicago, Ruth rented a room in the hotel where Eddie Watkins was staying and with his team. She then managed to lure him into her room where she shot him. <gasps> I wonder how he she lured him in. Her always be feminine wiles. Wiles, yeah. <laughs> All them wiles, they're spilling out. He survived. But this crazy honey with a gun, as he would refer to Ruth Steinhagen, <laughs> cost him the 1949 season. <laughs> the honey. I never knew that. Crazy it honey did. with a gun. It's like, wow. Oh boy. What was her, what was her name? Ruth Steinhagen. We did it. That was interesting. Yes. Celebrities. Okay, so the next week I might do the stalking one. There's a lot of information, and I was trying to do it all today, and I was like, oh, because it's a lot of it is firsthand personal accounts, so like a blog, and so I need to go through and like narrow it, pare it down some. I don't have any advice. For don't anyone, stalk stay people. in your house. Yeah, don't 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 stalk people. Don't stalk people. Stay in your Unless house. Let's you have like a really good reason. Really good <laughs> reason. <laughs> don't stalk anyone using your computer or in person. Keep your genitalia in your pants. And if you think someone is in your house, everyone knows the sound of a shotgun. Being yeah, I'm thinking that you I'm going to make an it. app that makes shotguns. You could play it yeah. on click, a click that sound. Yeah, it's just yeah, like Dave Chappelle. Birdshot. Birdshot. Just to, you know. I'm serious. You get hit by that, that's your warning shot. 
Then it's buckshot. Buckshot, buckshot, buckshot. Well, it's, bir- it's birdshot. <laughs> birdshot, birdshot, buckshot. Buckshot will put a hole in the wall. Yeah. So if you still come at him, birdshot, just to see if you can run him off. <laughs> and then your last three are buckshot, buckshot, buckshot. Yep. That's a funny. That's funny. Um, I don't think there's anything else. Get a hobby. <laughs> to, to entertain yourself. I was cross-stitching. I made you a llama that says spit happens. Is it a llama? Yeah. yeah. Spit what? happens. Yeah. I don't know, man. Now I'm doing the moth from Silence of the Lambs. Doesn't it look like it? Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Because you needle in your moth? And I go, yes, I'm needling my moth. <laughs> oh. I'm going to put a quote from Hannibal Lecter underneath Hannah there. Montana? Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> God. Hannibal Lecter could eat Hannah Montana as an appetizer. <laughs> i got to stop. I need, I need something. Hungry again. Uh, hungry again? Yeah. we got more food in there. I mean, same stuff. Okay. Anything else? My phone's about to die. Oh, no, not that. How will you be able to stalk people if your phone's dead? Easy. Okay. Carla, tell them where to find us. Instagram and Twitter. Do we have a Twitter? Yeah. Yeah. I forget. Who's your homicide? (laughs) Wow, it's been a minute for you, hasn't it? Yeah, it has been a while. All this bullshit. And we're on, um, I really forget what I used to say. Instagram. Oh, who's your homicide? Podbean. 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 And all the other ones. Well, yes. All the important ones. Who's your homicide.com. Yes. And we have Patreon. Instagram. Patreon. That's where there's more shit. We did something about Typhoid Mary. Ooh. And another one, Folly Adieu, The Madness of Two. We did one about that that came out pretty good. Don't cuss at me. <laughs> that craziness is contagious if you are stuck together. With limited contact with the outside world. So just keep that in mind. I'm really like enjoying the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a cross stitch pattern. Oh, God, that looks difficult. Do it. I think you could do it. I probably could. Time. I, yeah, uh, what else are you going to do? That's why I asked mom to do one thing. She's like, I don't want to do that. I'm like, There's <laughs> nothing else to do. <laughs> time is irrelevant. Has no it's meaning. A, it's a cult, social construct made up by the government <laughs> to force us into <laughs> compliance. <laughs> okay, and for honest to goodness, stay, stay out, out of the, the corn. corn, 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 corn. 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 corn.